AI can really understand what people are thinking and it can surface the patterns in, in the real world. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. So we have Manoj Agarwal here, who is the founder and CEO of Tetra Noodle Technologies. We had actually met through LinkedIn, who I, uh, I'm very grateful for all the platforms that are out there today where you can meet people from all different industries all over the world and uh they get to know you and your stories. And Manoj was, was one that I, I really, really admire what he's done. So he is the founder of Tetra Noodle Technologies. He's a business accelerator, an inventor. He's also an author. And uh, he also has a podcast, which I recently was on as well. And he is just this amazing, amazing, very smart human being who over the last 25 years has really made some huge dents in the technology industry. But today we're going to talk a little bit more about how Manoj built Tetra Noodle and how they're using technologies like AI, artificial intelligence, that is blockchain and human psychology to better inform their clients. So interesting. Very, very excited to talk a little bit more. And by the way, Many, many people uh, may not know the brand name Tetra Noodle, but large companies like Microsoft and IBM and uh, universities like the University of British Columbia are all using it and are very aware of what Manoj is doing. So definitely pay attention here and learn something if, if you haven't heard about Manoj and what he's doing before. And he's also written two books, which I want to talk a little bit more about about technology deployment. And he, like I said, hosts the podcast Bootstrapping Your Dreams, which is an incredible show. So welcome, Manoj. Thank you so much. And thanks a lot for that introduction. So excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So where are you today? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Very, very nice. Uh, and tell us a little bit, now, where did you grow up? Where was little Manoj starting out his, his life? Sure. Yeah. I know I grew up in India, in northern part of India, a very small town. Um, this was uh, obviously, you know, uh, 40, 45 years ago. And uh, um, small town in India, even today, you know, India has advanced quite a bit since I was there. Uh, but even um, uh, today, there are not a lot of opportunities, especially in the smaller towns. So uh, when I was growing up, I had uh, very limited resources in terms of opportunities, educational opportunities. The nearest uh, educational institution, higher educational institution to get your bachelor's degree was about like six hours drive. So 
based on all this my career started at 15 so you know the only option that i had was to work in a factory and uh, it was a uh, quite a quite a tough job like you know 6 days a week 12 hours a day and uh, we used to get uh, $2 a day and uh, that's where my journey wow. started and um, it was uh, uh, through series of uh, coincidences and uh, you know just sheer luck um, that i i saw something else that is that was possible in life and uh, one thing led to another and here i am i mean i can i can go deeper into that story but that's where i started i love it what was the factory i'm just curious yeah it's a, it was a, a, a industrial fasteners a huge nuts and bolts you know they they go in bridges and heavy machinery and those kind of things so very hot furnaces you know you you have to almost melt steel make it red hot and then forge it with heavy heavy machinery and that's what creates that uh, you know giant nuts and bolts which which hold these bridges together machineries together that's incredible what do, what do you think i always say to people when you're going through times that you know are are challenging in some in some way but i think it also applies to even those early days of maybe jobs that seem so far away right that but what did you learn in that role um you know if you want to learn i say there is always a lesson that you can uh, that you can learn like if you are curious enough and we were talking about this on my podcast with you as well if you're curious enough and you want to learn you can you can pick things up so one of the things uh, you know when i was working in a factory these fasteners uh, are they they carry a lot of weight and they are put in very very important uh, heavy machinery bridges as i said so lives depend on them and so you have very very precise specifications within uh, micrometers or millimeters and you have to comply otherwise you're just not going to be able to either sell it even if you're able to sell it it's not going to fit how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your 6th grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on. Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years. helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite Portuguese. The lessons are 5 to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally 
first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And uh, in terms of strength, steel strength, you have to test it. It's not going to break under this much load and whatnot. So that kind of precision, even though, you know, I, I had very modest education, but the practical applications of, of this kind of precision gave me education about whatever you do, you got to you got to focus on quality. You got to focus on uh, precision. You you have to make sure that people can rely on whatever you are doing. And then, you know, being being uh, importance of time, you, you cannot you just wake up one day and say, oh, you know, I, I'll sleep in. 
a factory is like an engine you have to keep running and it has to be like on time every time and so you have to be there uh, whether you are sick whether it's raining whatever you have to be there at 8 30 and 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 do it so all these habits uh, you know you pick up you you and they become part of you they become part of your character so those are some important things i learned and and the other thing is you know communication you know uh, talking to people understanding them collaborating with them uh, so uh, generally people don't work in teams until they are much older they you mm -hmm. know they they have passed universities they go into professional uh, careers and even then in many cases they sort of work in isolation so uh, when i got the experience even though at that moment you know, you don't realize it. And sometimes you really resent it because you have to work with people. They they treat you like, uh, you know, um, a piece of crap. And then they uh, the, you, you still have to comply with the orders. You ha have to deliver. And that also was a huge lesson for me to, in the later part of my life to how to collaborate, how to communicate. And these kind of things were really valuable. I think that's so key. I mean, I think that, you know, you remind me, I... It was about two years ago, I was speaking at a university to a group of engineers, and I uh, somehow was asked a question about uh, what what do you think is is a key piece of of learning uh, that you've taken over the years in jumping between industries, et cetera. And I think it it goes into a lot of what you're saying too, that gaining appreciation, for other things that maybe you're not doing, maybe it's in a different department, but looking back on, on my own journey, I think that when you understand how components come together, when you under, yeah. say you're an engineer and you don't have appreciation for finance or marketing or any of these other aspects, because you don't really understand yeah, it, yeah, yeah. that the, you'll never be running a company. If you don't appreciate those things, you don't have to know how to do all of them and to scale, but you need to understand a little bit about it. And I think that some of those early jobs where maybe, you know, there, there's more in the wheel than just what you're doing and understanding the teams aspect, even though they're not necessarily called uh, teams at that time. So that is, um, you know, great learning along the way that I always try and press on people, no matter what you're doing, do it well, but also have appreciation and tr try and get a bigger understanding of what other people are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, your history, I, you've done some amazing things, but you are the founder of Tetranoodle Technologies. Tell us a little bit about that company and, and a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, as I was sort of going through my professional career and I had, uh, early success, um, and, uh, uh, at at home things were not very uh, very right um you know i've had a challenging relationship with my parents challenging relationship with my spouse and um uh but then uh, as 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 it is generally you know when you are getting success in one area of life you know you say ah these people don't understand me so what ended up happening was after uh, some time I had my first child and, uh, you know, I was not able to bond with him. Uh, he was not he was not very close to me. So that really touched my heart, broke my heart that, hey, you know, I have gone through life trying to push through, um, make something out of my life. And along the way, whoever doesn't agree with me, I just blame them. Hey, you know, you don't know what you're what you're talking about. But then how can I blame a child and uh, that to my own child? 
so that sort of really um, was one of the darkest periods for me because I, I was like, you know, th- this life, I don't even know what to do with it because if I can't connect with my kid, that's that's going to be a hard life, which led me to find solutions. As being an engineer, you know, always, okay, you know, there is a problem, let's figure out a solution. So then uh, because of that experience, I said, there must be something in me that is that is causing all this. So which led me to, you know, going into meditation, understanding about the mind, understand, you know, getting into uh, spirituality and things like that. And then a lot of dots started to connect, which is, you know, how we create our own reality, how we think differently based on our past experiences and and things like that. And then uh, on top of that, I was getting into AI. So I have four patents in, uh, patents in artificial intelligence. And when I looked at the continuum of how our mind thinks, and what AI is doing, it's basically a continuum because AI can really understand what people are thinking and it can surface the patterns in in the real world, what really works, how people think. Whether that's right or wrong, irrespective of that, AI will just tell you, this is what people are thinking. And if you look at it, how this is applied, all the social media platforms use it and they amplify what people are thinking and they they sort of... uh, you know, in their own way, reinforce that belief. And that is the reason it becomes so addictive for people to go to social media platforms. Now, I'm, I was never like a very social person. Uh, you know, I, I was, I'm still an introvert. Um, but just looking at all these things, I, I, I connected the dots that, hey, if these large corporations can use it for, you know, uh, uh, for social media purposes or getting attention, we can use it for many other purposes. So uh, in in the industry, in the business, there are so many applications. You know, if you want to break into new markets, if you want to raise pricing, if you want to, you know, make your customer more loyal. So it's all about understanding other people. And um, as, as humans, you know, we have ego problems, we have biases, we have you know, we have uh, uh, days which are not, we are not in a good mood to talk to other people. But uh, as you apply AI in these uh, realms, it can actually start to build these connections. It can actually start to build these relationships and then uh, practical applications can be implemented. So that's sort of what we do now where we help corporations understand their data and then apply it in the real world um, to grow their business, make their business better, build connections, uh, get their message out. And all these things are possible. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. So how do you think about the, you know, the startup who you're talking to versus a, you know, big corporation? I, I How are they similar? How are they different as it applies to your, to your business? You know, startups want to move fast and they are chaotic but they want the the structure of large corporations they want the connections of large corporations they want the exposure of the large corporation on the other hand large corporations have all this like they have resources they have money they have structure but they lack the nimbleness they lack the the you know the ability to move fast so what we try to do and and then we see this across industries as well where you know one industry has solved the problem but then the other industry does not know anything about different industries, so they still struggle with the same problem. Yet, since they don't like 
pick up their head and see, hey, if somebody else has solved the problem. So that's what we do. We cross-pollinate these ideas and help startups move faster, gain traction very quickly. And on the other hand, large corporations, they want nimbleness. So we uh, help them with, take the ideas from startup and then uh, do the hit and trial sort of uh, a way of uh, agile methodologies, uh, those kind of things that large corporations don't generally understand. We help them implement those. So both of them benefit in this way. Interesting. Super, super interesting. I think also, obviously, large large companies, sometimes, as I say, they can't get out of their own way, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's, exactly. Uh, when, when people are trying to look at new trends, I think that the big question, I'm sure you've run into this, is are they actually willing to move yeah, forward? So, you know, absolutely. startups, when you start with a blank slate rather than trying to fix things that large companies are doing, that's really what the, I think that the key difference is there. So, and then obviously, like you said, the resources, they don't have the resources, but they don't, large companies don't know what to do sometimes yeah. with all those resources. So I've read about your work deploying blockchain. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, for the newbies into blockchain, what is blockchain? See, blockchain, I'll, I'll, I'll try to uh, explain the benefit of blockchain first. Since commerce started, like early days, till today, people as humans, we cannot trust each other inherently. So if you say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell you $100,000 worth of goods, I don't know if I give you $100,000, whether you will keep that promise and send it to me. Not you personally, but in, in typical transactions. So in these cases, what you have to do is you have to put an intermediary in the, in the mix, like a bank or a, a, you know, a escrow or something like that, where you both can trust each other and then that party will take on the responsibility of uh, you know uh, making this transaction happen so they the banks and intermediary intermediary um, uh, institutions they take hefty fees and things like that for providing this facility of uh, arbitraging the trust between parties now with blockchain it is an immutable ledger meaning once the data goes in it never can be changed so if, if somebody makes a promise to me and we put it on blockchain, nobody can change it. So that creates a technology where uh, distributed parties, they don't even need to know each other. They don't even have to know the name. They don't even have to look them uh, look each other in the eye or shake hands, but they can put their data on a blockchain and thus the technology enables a distributed trust between parties. So that is sort of the business context of blockchain. Um, and now you can apply this in many, many areas where you know you have multiple parties uh, looking for reliable source of information, which is tamper-proof. Uh, so you know land deeds, currency exchange, uh, educational records, uh, and what have you. So so that is how that is why blockchain has become so important so quickly. Uh, uh, besides the cryptocurrency uh, kind of thing, but the underlying benefit is that that you know it has the capability of providing distributed trust between parties do, who do not trust each other inherently. Interesting. So you're the author of Network Security with PF Sense. So <laughs> how did you decide to to author this book? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, anybody who's looking for books, these are very, very technical books. Very uh, So uh, if, you know, if you want to go to sleep, maybe a good read. But, but basically, <laughs> uh, you know, um, uh, for me, it's uh, like I'm a I'm a I'm uh, I'm a security uh, nut as well because 
we worked in healthcare industry we worked in educational industry so we really have to be careful about privacy security and things like that and what i find is a lot of people complain oh my computer got hacked and uh, you know i lost my images and and when i say okay what did you do to prevent it ahead of time and generally they they didn't do anything so yeah. and it's not their fault either because technology is not something that you know you 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 are uh, you inherently gravitate towards you just assume that if you buy a computer it is secure if you have a router it is secure but that's not the case and uh, when you want to implement security uh, generally if you talk to a cyber security expert they are going to say oh you know we're going to plan it we're going to uh, you know buy equipment we're going to do all this stuff but at the end of the day people need to realize there are fantastic free tools available out there which can secure your network um, you know very very in a very good way and uh, not only that there is additional um, functionality available in these uh, free softwares that is not even available in commercial appliances commercial uh, software so hmm. one of the things that i always uh, use is an open source firewall a firewall is basically a protection for your network and pfsense is one of the best out there um, you know it can not only protect your uh, network but it can provide remote secure remote access to employees it can uh, combine multiple internet connections so in my home for example home office i have two connections because my life and business depends on the internet so if one goes down it automatically shifts to other and if both are up it divides the tra- traffic so all these things absolutely free available and so when i see people not using it not not aware of it you know I, that sort of gives me uh, the inspiration to say hey you know these things are available you should look at this and you should use it and so that is why i created a, a course uh, that is why i created a uh, wrote the book and and all that so it's it's more about just spreading this information which is not uh, which is not in the you know in the in the purview of a lot of people even professionals you know they, because it's kind of you have to really dig deep to figure out what are the solutions available no it's so true and so the pf sense you were saying but also how do people find out more about your course oh um so you know um as i said um education is what sort of turned my life around uh, you know i didn't have anything else uh, going for me and so i'm really passionate about education so it's not just one course we have published about 75 courses on various topics Amazing. so we have about 185000 students right now uh, we teach technology business entrepreneurship um so this was just one of the courses and uh, they, they, i mean just google my name i i think you'll you'll be able to find it uh, it's most of the courses are technical but we are now getting into more uh, uh, you know executive coaching and and uh, uh, professional development things like that because i feel like um, that's another area where we can make a difference definitely one of the things i've heard you talk about is startup myths mm-hmm. tell us more about some of the startup myths that are out there yeah 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 that's that's uh, that's a good one you know once again you know i'm a, i'm a i'm a reader i read about history anthropology evolution and when i look at evolution of business and commerce this term venture capital came into existence no more than 30 40 years ago and mm-hmm. before that businesses were around and you know nobody said hey i want to raise money to build a business so when i look at the culture in silicon valley in media they celebrate things like oh this company raised 10 million dollars but when i look at it underneath the covers i say do you know what you what what is happening basically 
somebody is you sold part of your company for 10 million dollars and now that person who lent you that money they have you know uh, discretion or power over you over your decisions so if you do that too early in your life cycle uh, you are not independent enough to navigate the entrepreneurial journey uh, you know a lot of people so that's one myth you know i have to raise money as the first step of my business so many entrepreneurs i talk to say oh i have a brilliant idea it's going to change the world all i'm looking for is a million dollars and i've been looking for that million dollars for the past three years and i asked them okay what did you do in the in those three years absolutely nothing yeah absolutely they waited nothing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm like I'm like you know how do you think somebody will invest in you if you don't want to invest in you in the past 3 years like it doesn't make sense to me. And then the next one is build it and they will come. You know they say oh it worked for Facebook, it worked for YouTube. I'm like do you know how many failure stories you don't listen to and they just vanish uh you know because so true. Uh, they, they didn't do anything in terms of marketing in, get, in the, getting the message out there. And today we are living in so, so much noise. Like people have two or three seconds attention span these days and that too, they are distracted between their phone and, and social media. And all. So you really have to hit them with the, with the hammer on their head to say, hey, notice, uh, notice me, like I've got something good for you. And uh, when, I, when I hear people say, you know, Oh, build it and they will come. Uh, you know, I have to tell them, you know, if you are that lucky, you will just win the lottery. You don't even have to lift a finger. But if you really want to build a business, you really need to pound the pavement. You really need to devote a lot of time to get the message out there. So these are some of the myths that, you know, and then the next one is uh, I need a unique idea. I need, I, you know, everybody else is doing it. I need a unique idea. I'm like, do you know how risky it is to come up with a unique idea? Like, if that was the case, then after Uber, they will not be Lyft. After uh, Amazon, there will not be a Shopify. After, you know, uh, a Colgate, there's, there's not going to be any other toothpaste in the marketplace. So this myth that, that you need a unique idea is another one where people just have these, uh, these myths in their mind about entrepreneurship uh, and they fail to recognize it's basically all about connection between human to human. It's how you show up. It's how you present your offer uh, with your uh, sort of uh, color uh, on, on top of it and how is re it resonates with your audience. That's what it is all about. So there could be a hundred different offers for the same thing. If the market is big enough, you will find your place. So these are some of the typical myths that, that people have, especially in the startup world. Definitely. No, I, I love those. And there are so many things that applied to my own journey of mm -hmm. Hint. And, mm -hmm. and people have asked me, in uh, even starting Hint, when I came from technology to, to deciding to start a beverage company, they said, why aren't you raising money? And mm -hmm. I, I always tell people, like, why does everybody think you need to raise money in order to start a product? Because I really wanted to get some traction and not give away the whole company Two before yeah. I started. So a lot of people don't think about that, that the if you can actually do something with nothing before yeah, yeah, yeah. you actually go and raise money, it's yeah. way better. Yeah, and yeah. otherwise, it's a bad episode of Shark Tank. Yeah. And, and here is another thing, you know, um, convincing somebody to give you money on an idea 
is 10 times harder than to sell a product because you are giving something back in value. And the other thing is that when you find some buyers, it actually becomes 10 times easier to find the investor because now the investor sees that you have traction and their money is safe and it's gonna go grow. So, uh, you know, if we, if we do the math, it's 100 times easier to find an investor after you find a customer. Yeah, no, absolutely. So one of the things that, uh, before we close out, I, you had developed an AI-based system to help students avoid dropping out, which was uh, highlighted by and praised by President Barack Obama and also Bill Gates. Tell me a little bit more about that. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, this is a good example of AI and big data in a real world application. So the thing is that most students, uh, they enroll in university courses based on recommendations or friends, uh, you know, friends going into certain field, they just follow them. And then after a couple of years, they say, oh, you know, this is not of interest to me, then they drop out. So two things happen. One, the educational institutions lose the revenue. So it's actually a 450 billion loss uh, of revenue in, in US alone for because of dropout rates. And 30% of the students actually drop out. And on the other side, on the society, the impact is that those students get demoralized. They they do not get their degree generally. And, you know, their, their life is sort of affected, right? So what we did was we said, okay, let's figure out what has been their past performance, what has been their aptitude, what are they interested in. So we collected their SAT scores, their school scores, their, you know, historical performance. And then based on all that data, we look for patterns. And then almost like Netflix recommends uh, movies and shows to you, we recommend the right courses to the students. And so the the, the result is uh, students who go through this program, they take 20% more courses and the dropout rate decline and the if you know the impact was huge and that's the reason why uh, by, uh, by Barack Obama mentioned it in his uh, state of the union address and uh, Bill and Melinda Gates foundation supported it and it's a patented technology so it's um, it's yeah i mean these are some practical examples of how ai can really make a huge impact did you know this was going to happen when he put it in the State of the Union? Or No, 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 no. I mean, I found out much, much later. And, and oh the fact God. is, not being a marketing guy, I didn't even say that to anybody. And then somebody coached me. Uh, somebody, I was sharing about this. I was like, I was like, really? Uh, why don't you talk about it? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, this is the technology we built. And then, no, 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 you got to tell tell these things to other people, you know? So, oh, that's, uh, yeah. That's incredible. So, well, it's, that is such a, that's a huge thing. And I think that the best things happen when you don't expect them. And, and yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, that's really, really incredible. So your insights are just so enlightening. And I love learning a lot about this. This has been a half hour of, of just inspiration, but also definitely people learning a lot more about how AI can affect um, their business and how you just go out and just do it more than anything else. And your Absolutely. podcast, as we mentioned, uh, that I was recently on is is really incredible. You have some incredible guests on there. You've now grown to be a, a, a big podcaster as well. I, I'm uh, <laughs> 
definitely um, a little uh, uh, motivated by by your experience and, well, and what, you so what you've seen. It's it's really really incredible. So thank you so much for coming on, and thanks everybody for listening. We're here every Monday and Wednesday with amazing guests who are really sharing all kinds of great insights and stuff, but also just stories of how you can do it too, just by listening to other people, uh, listening to people's journeys of, you know, lots of underdogs, I think, join me on, on mine to really share that they came from something and it really improved and maybe had some bumps along the way. But mm. clearly, I think it's more than anything, you you need to hear those in order to move forward. And your story is definitely that. So well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful, excited to be part of this uh, podcast. Amazing questions. And you are an amazing human being. And uh, you have done amazing uh, things in your life, as you said, you know, going over all these challenges. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. And everybody subscribe and give lots of stars to Manoj. And uh, thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.